Yo. Soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues, we all do. So free yourself for safe space for your concerns. We got things to learn, habits to unlearn. Always deconstructing and reconstructing. Can you see the beauty that's in destruction? If there's an end, a new beginning's coming. Nothing yeah. comes easy, does Yo. it? You gotta Yo. really want Soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues, we all do. Hello and welcome to Unhinged While Anchored. And I am really excited for this episode. Today's uh, episode is called Mirror, the Unexpected Reflection. Because you just never know when you're going to be faced with the challenge or where exactly that challenge is going to come from. And sometimes that challenge is unexpected. One that is triggered by someone or something at the most unexpected times. There are things that go against the typical and fall quickly into the unexplainable. But if you can sit back and observe without reaction, sometimes you're able to see a reflection you didn't know you were ready to see. That is what leads us to our guest today. Styles with the Brunch Hour podcast is here with me today. And he's going to talk about how he played a part in my healing without intention. And how emotions can be both beneficial and can also stop someone from seeing the lessons. How are you doing today, Styles? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So I have to make a confession to you. I went back and I watched that day from morning to end when we met last time. And I set myself up for failure with you. I have video evidence of me psyching myself out. <laughs> um, and so when we met with you, when I, when me, when I met with you, <laughs> I, I definitely was not on my A game and I was a little distracted by current events at the time. Um, but good news. We don't need to mention any other people. <laughs> it's just going to be you and I today. So how are you doing, like for real, for real? I'm I'm great. I'm, I'm great. Last time we Thursday, mm-hmm. yes. Last time we spoke, I know things were kind of heavy for you, so I just wanted to check in and see how you were doing. Yeah, well, I navigated those troubled waters. We're good. We're back good. in course. Yeah. Good, good. So. I actually am going to have a formatted show for you because you are a very particular guy. (laughs) And I'm excited because I've never done that before. And so I actually have full on questions for you. And the first one is, do you believe in intentionality or that everything happens for a reason? I think it's easier to lean towards intentionality then everything happens for a reason because I can actually, um, I don't know, it's it's easier for me to prove intentionality as opposed to everything happens for a reason because something else is going to happen and do I attribute that to something that happens for a reason, you know, in order to connect the dots or do I, you know, just lend credence to somebody's intentional efforts to make something happen because this is what they said or this is what they did and this is what I can prove. So 
intentionality more so than um, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason just feels good in a moment to me. <laughs> That's understandable. Um, the reason that question came to me is because our first meeting was on a fellow podcaster show. And in that episode, you spoke of the love you have for your wife. Right. And in that moment, something clicked in me and it actually pushed me into a spiral. Um, not for any particular reason, but just that's the kind of love that I've always looked for. You know, just to have that, the way it was just right off the cuff for you, you know, is she's my everything, you know, and not a lot of men today are comfortable talking like that. And I think that's why it took me by such surprise is because we are conditioned in society that men are not allowed to be emotive. And so when you see a man who's comfortable in that space, it kind of is like a, a shock, you know, and um, that's kind of what led to my spiral, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing because I, I definitely grew from it. But um, I, I think I tend to walk in the intentionality as well um, because everything happens for a reason kind of leaves you in the back, you know? So does that mean that I deserved this? You know, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel comfortable to me. And so that kind of leads into the next question on, do you think that emotional security is taught or is it just something that we inherit? Um, give me your definition of emotional security. Just in the sense of being able to admit when we're not at our best or not feeling intimidated by how much you love your wife. You know, you have no hesitation on how big your emotions go when it comes to speaking on your wife. But that's not something that's common. Um, I think that uh, I think it's I think it's taught. Um the same way as how we eventually learn to love, you know, that's, that's taught, you know, of course there's like something at the core when you're born, but in terms of like adding to that, it's taught based on your environment, you know? So if you listen into, I guess, like today's hip hop music, you know, um, you can easily become a product of the, of the environment, you know, where, women saying they don't need men, but they need men. But then the little girls that are listening to this think that they don't need men, you know, and they literally think that they don't need men. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards the, uh, you know, the, the whole learned aspect of it, as opposed to like it just being inherited from birth or passed on from whomever. I, I agree. I, I really do. Um, you know, I think that right now, I don't know what happened with the world, but it is just really split in so many different places. And the idea that I don't need a man, I mean, in all actuality, I don't, right? I can do everything on my own, but the companionship 
there's pieces to being with a man that I can't complete for myself. Wow. And I think that a lot of people don't understand that they're blurring those lines. It's not saying that I need a man to survive. It's just saying that I, I want that. You know what I mean? It's not, there's some things that I won't ever do because I just feel that a guy should do it. Not necessarily a guy should do it, just that I don't want to do it. Right. Well, we're not talking about, I mean, for me, it's this. It all comes down to family, right? And um, when you start growing up in that environment, then you start splintering the family when you think about it, right? I want to have kids, but, you know, in terms of, like, love and the whole companionship shit, I'm going to just do it by myself. Now, you're, you're literally splitting the family on either side it could be the woman it could be the man i'm not saying whose fault it is or what have you but that's just the ideology behind it so it just doesn't make sense and i don't think that a lot of people are actually trying to make sense they're just trying to look cool you know and when i say trying to look cool doesn't necessarily mean that that is cool it's just that the whole status quo is actually flowing to that flowing to that side and you gonna flow to that side too just because of popular opinion and then of course it just seeps into your soul and becomes ideology that you accept and follow religion. But I'm gonna leave it alone though. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I I was raised around a mindset that a man is supposed to provide for me, that the mil- the moment he wakes up in the morning, he should be buying something for me. And I just never wrapped my head around that. Like it just I I don't accept that and I've never been that way. And so I've never really fit in anywhere. Because I I don't want to know what's in your wallet. Like, if we go out, let's go to the park. I don't want you spending money on me, you right. know, because I feel guilty for that. And, like, I have somebody who's going to be taking me to dinner soon. And I look at the prices on the menu and they get mad at me, <laughs> you know. Even though yeah. I know I can get whatever I want, I'm instinctively thinking I would never want to be an expense. And so... I, I haven't really found my footing yet because my voice is not accepted yet as a way of thinking. No, understood. And I think that um, with regards to that whole thing, I'm glad that I'm not dating anymore because one, women would be in trouble. And two, <laughs> you know, I've already, it's exhausting. It you is. know, it's exhausting because you, the checklist is incredibly long at this point. You know, just like with what you said, you're going to, is this your first dinner or your second dinner? Or um, I've known him my whole life, so it's just a dinner. <laughs> oh, you okay, got you. And you no, the only reason I ask is because you said that the person gets upset when you look at the, price. the prices. Yeah, yeah, we've date. I mean, we dated a long time ago, so now we're just friends, but... I've just always been considerate of that. Like we went shopping one day and he wanted to buy me something. And I, I was like, I don't want anything. And he was persistent. So I asked, I just got a bag of popcorn and I was really excited because it was air pop popcorn. And he couldn't wrap his head around that because women want clothes. Women want shoes. Women. I wanted popcorn. If you're going to force me to buy something, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get something small. We've lost our way. I feel like I'm preaching right now. Hold on. Let me. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we've lost our way with regards to what the foundation of a relationship should be. Right. Absolutely. Because 
instead of looking at what somebody can do for you financially, first you have to look inward and find out what you can do for yourself financially. I never want anybody to do more for me financially than I can do for myself because then I become reliant on what they're doing, you right. know, and that's in friendship or relationship or whatever. You, you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. <clears throat> my wife buys me a car. I'm going to feel a way if I can't get the car myself. Yeah. You know, I don't want her to do that. I want, you know, it to be pretty much even, but at the same time, though, it's a different type of relationship as well, because we should be building together anyway. So we should be getting bigger and better, you know, um, every quarter. If we think about it like a business. So um, I don't know. Again, like I said, I feel like we've lost our way as far as, you know, there's no more the connection. If it were a pie and we had to divide it up, right? The connection mm -hmm. part of it is very small. Right. right. The physical attraction is huge. The what you can do for me, right, or the with them, what's in it for me, is even bigger than the physical attraction. Because once you get past that, you know, you can easily become a meme after a first date based on what you spend. Right. Easily. You get what I'm saying? And at the same time, the guy has to be a gentleman because now we're put in a position where we have to be a gentleman. And I can't say anything going against that, but I'm now looked at less than because, you know, what I mean, I didn't do X, Y, and Z. Or even if we split, like, you know, I seen another meme as far as like going Dutch and stuff like that. What's wrong with going Dutch? I understand that we're still filling each other out, right? You're filling me out. You know, you're checking the boxes. Well, he spent this, right? Why not? You know, if we're filling each other out, why can't it be on the other side where? We're going Dutch and then um, we figuring it out from there. But that's frowned upon too. Um, I don't know. I agree with you. I I had a, a gentle discussion the other day on which I was told that it's a woman's job to ensure that the man's meal is ready when he gets home. And what is this? Little house on a prairie? What are we doing? I, I was, I'm just trying I was, to figure it out. I was very, I, I'm not upset by it because I'm not trying to date this person. However, it just seems misconstrued. Like he, they said that if they go out and they work all day, they better have a plate on the table. And I was like, well, is that the, the relationship that you've set up? Because that's an expectation. Right. You know, it, that's not a fair expectation. And it, it baffles me that... And I'm actually, my next week's episode is called Ho Ho and Lady. And it's going to be talking on this. And it's because there is that double standard that. Yeah, there's a fast forward button. I want to be on that show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You know, but it's just, it's a double standard. And where married men can jump into a female's inbox and that's okay. Well, hold on. Uh, um, let's slow that down a little bit. There's somebody for everybody. Absolutely. Right? The reason why I say that is this. Um, if you feel if the guy feels like he should come home and, you know, there should be um, food on the table because he worked all day. That's cool. I'm, I'm with that. There's somebody out there that will definitely do it for you because I've had arguments with women that rather feed their husband first outside of their kids. Right. Me. I'm all for feed the kids first. You don't have to feed me at all. You understand? Not feed me at all, but I'll definitely go last. And the reason why that is because fuck a pecking order. Right. You know, fuck a pecking order. Pecking order goes as far as respect, as far as caring for and doing stuff like that. 
the kids come first. I'm always going to push the kids to the forefront. So as far as this man's ideology or thinking that, um, you know, he should come home and there should be food on the table. I don't want, I don't want somebody waiting on me hand and foot like that. I, I just don't, you know, consideration is great. So when it happens, you get what I'm saying? I'm internally grateful for it. Do I expect it? No, nah, because this woman worked in 2023. They go outside and work too. Yeah, so I, I mean, this is what her, I'm thinking. And you if you're making money, money, yeah, and if you're making enough money where she's not going out to work, who do, we have a cook. Somebody else is cooking those meals. You you understand what I'm saying? And serving both of us. Right. So, I, you know, and again, this is no slight to, because I'm sure there's a lot of people in my circle that feel the same way. Um, there's no slight to them, you know, no slight to anybody outside of the circle that feels that way. There's somebody for everybody. Right. There's somebody that'll wait on you. <laughs> I just, I feel no. like there's a mutual respect in it. And I think that, you know, just to automatically put a woman into a subservient role is not fair. And I well, think hold that on, time dialogue. Out. You, you're, but see, the thing is, though, you're creating a situation whereby, um, just from what I'm hearing, and what I'm thinking is that that person doesn't want to be in that situation. And this is what the dude, this is not the color purple. We're not talking about that. We're talking about women that actually think the same way. So when this is a, a relationship that works, because she feels that way and he feels that way. Right. She feels and that's, that she, that's what so, I'm saying. So maybe not as articulate, but yes, I'm just saying that that's a conversation that the, the man and the woman have to have together. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go out and I'm going to make all the money and I'm going to do this. When I come home, I would like a plate, you know, to eat, but automatically for me, I'm going to have a plate. I'm not necessarily going to heat it up and feed you. I mean, that's just, you know, it's, it depends on the day. <laughs> it just right. depends on the day, right, <laughs> but, right, right. you know, and, and it works out. I just, I think that we've taken our old fashioned, our old fashioned values, right? That's the core of us older in this little group of where we're at right now. We have these core beliefs because we've seen it. We've seen how it works where the man is the lead and the woman is, you know, helping at home. And we've seen those dynamics, but then we've also seen now that it's been a progression of, like you said, a with them of what it, you know, what's in it for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I guess that kind of can lead to what's in it for me would kind of lead into a legacy or your personality. Like, you know, within a relationship, we want to leave something behind, right? Like there's something, some people have kids, some people leave a business behind. There's some kind of something to signify the union that we've shared while we are on this earth. What do you think your legacy is going to be or as it relates to your podcast or your relationship or anything? Uh, wow, that's a loaded question. Um, okay, so, so some years back when I actually started really thinking about that, I think my son was 10 uh, and he's 21 now, right? So... I was like, I, I asked myself the same question you just asked me. Like, what, what do I want my legacy to be? What could I do to leave behind for my 
child at that point, you know, outside of monetary shit and all the regular shit that people say, blah, blah, all of this. I wrote a book and I felt like me leaving that book behind, it was something that you can't take back. You know, it'll always be cemented that this is what he'll have. Like this is, he can always refer back to this. This is, you know, what my, my father was about. You, you get what I'm saying? So yes. you're muted. <laughs> there we go. I like to talk to myself sometimes. Um, <laughs> but of course, after a while, what would happen? I mean, after a while, and I gave it some thought, you know, it has to be more than that. So it's like any endeavor that I get into, you know, I always look at it long term, like what can I get out of it? Because this is what I have to leave to them, whether it's liquidated or not. You know, this I need something structured to leave behind so that they can, you know, move forward with it. But what's also important to me is actually teaching them, you know, the value of it and how to run it and why they need to run it if need be, you know, in my absence, you know, so that they're okay. So it goes beyond just leaving it to them, but then I have to teach them the why behind it, you know, and stuff like that. Because a lot of, if you look at a lot of people with a silver spoon, um, they grow up in a family business and like, I don't want to do this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do that. And I'm fine with that. If this is, if I have something that they don't want to do, I want them to know how to liquidate it, right? And then to, how to move the money around to make the money work for you. You don't have to want to do that, you know, but I want to leave them in a good position though. I've, I've thought about this myself and I do my little daily good mornings or whatever I'm doing and you know, I try to say I love you at the end of every video I do. And that's kind of what I'm leaving my kids. You know, the they'll always be able to hear me say I love them. You know, I'm teaching them now how to have big emotions. I'm teaching them how to process and be an actual contributing member of society and not just somebody who's here to take it. I don't want to leave them money. I, I do plan. I do want to have property that I'm going to put into a trust. So there's some kind of protection for them, but yeah. um, I'm not. You said you don't want to leave them money, but you want to leave them property. You understand that's one and the same, right? It is. It is. However, the property is more tangible than so an actual money. dollar. Yeah, so I mean, they would yeah, be thing. I got you. Residual right. income. I, I, I'm thinking residual income for them. If they right. elect to sell it, I'm not going to be here. So I, I really don't have a dog in that fight. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm trying to set them up with residual income. So then that way they can continue to build themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to be financially set because I'm no longer here. I, I want them to still work towards something. If that uh, makes I'm not going to hold you if... if if I could leave them financially set, I would. Um, I've right now I'm 48, bordering 49. And I know that this world is wicked. You know, I know that this world is hard. And I understand that America basically conditions you and tells you that you have to work till 65 before you can take your saggy ass and go sit on the beach somewhere and live out the rest of your days. I think it's all bullshit. So if my kids could actually move around this world free, carefree of money and shit like that, I would absolutely do it for them. But again, like I said, they have to do, they have to actually have the same mindset, you know, or um, a good mindset in order to 
navigate that and keep what they have once I'm gone, you know? So pardon, that's my biggest thing. I, I hesitate on the providing the financial stability for them because entitlement is such a easily caught condition. And a lot of the problems we have today is because people feel they woke up and that's enough. It is. I'm happy they woke up today. Let me clarify, because that's one of my sayings. I'm happy you woke up today. But society is not going to just hand you everything because you woke up. You Can know. I ask you a question? Uh-huh. Uh, don't you think that that's your job to teach them about entitlement? Like we can readily identify entitlement because we didn't grow up entitled. So we already know like you right now would never feel entitled, right? And that's because right. of the things that you've gone through. So why not teach pass that on to the kids? Teach them <laughs> what entitlement is just like racism. Like teach right. them like that's not the way to go. And it can easily be taken away. So your your fears can easily be conquered just by you imparting that type, you know, that that piece of wisdom on them, you know, and then taking them through that as opposed to waiting to see what happens. I was still growing up myself during that time, but mm-hmm. I um I actually it goes a little bit further than that because my hands were tied in a lot of the situations because of the kids, my kids were around. There was a time my daughter called the cops on me and told them that I was abusing her. I threw a plastic fork across the room and it stuck in her back because I didn't let her have a cell phone, you know? Um, And so it did put a little bit more of a restriction on me, not me being able to control it because of the fact that the kids can just say whatever they want. And, you know, I, I guess we grew up in different time. times. Yeah. My mom, I think I was beat with everything that was in the house, literally. Right. Me too. And her, her, one of her favorite statements was like, yo, if you want to call them and they come and get you, they come and get you. They coming to get you. You understand what I'm saying? Like you're going away. Um, not saying that it was the best way to grow up and stuff like that. And I laughed. I was told I wouldn't be alive by the time they arrived. <laughs> <laughs> well, now nah, my mom's, listen, they can have you. Because, you know, of course, what I did was egregious, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, no, parenting is 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 not easy. It's not easy. It's yeah. not. It's not. Um, but neither is podcasting. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> podcasting is easy. It can be if you know exactly what you want to do. And I have switched probably about 1700 times. It, it all has the same foundation. I'll, my, my whole foundation is healing out loud. And, you know, um, I am definitely not uh, scared to cry in public, um, you know, but my formatting has changed. Like I'll have my interview with you and I'm going to have an interview with Eric, but I'm pretty much just doing it on my own um, gotcha. because I don't want a surface conversation. I don't want to talk about some woman who got shot in the store. Or you know, I, I don't care about any yeah, of that. Surface about that though. How's that sur- a surface conversation? It has no relevance on my life at all. Got you. Okay. 
you Do know, we know the story behind a woman that got shot in the like the circumstances surrounding that. No, I I mixed it up. This was when the guy got shot in the store for because he hit that woman and the son shot him, and then it just became like this whole thing, and then everybody's fighting with each other. That's my problem. Is there it, right. instead of recognizing that hey, we have a true issue here, we yeah. then start picking sides, and then everybody's got an opinion, and nobody's listening to each other. And that's why I don't want to have those surface conversations because I can just argue with the mirror. Yeah, but that's the problem, though. I think that we're not having those conversations, period. And and, and that's it's a fight. It's not an easy fight. It's it's a fight. Like the thing that you said earlier, you said that podcasting isn't easy. Podcasting is fucking beyond easy. It's the easiest thing ever. The thing is, in order to be a successful podcaster, that's the hard part. Hit and record is no lazier action on planet Earth. It's easy. Hit record. Start talking. All right. Now, if you want to be successful, that's when the work comes in and that's when it becomes hard. But podcasting in and of itself, super fucking easy. Um, as far as the conversations and stuff like that, I feel like anything with regards to violence to black and brown people um, in America and abroad is it. It impacts me whether I was there, whether, you know, I've gone through it before or what it impacts me because, again, we, we can't sit here and have an opinion on um, the social climate and just pick and cherry pick what we're going to talk about and stuff like that, you know, because it all becomes relevant. You know, the, the Trayvon Martin thing, everybody has a family member, doesn't have to be your son, you know, doesn't have to be your son. It could be a friend of a, of a family or a friend of a friend that it happened to that you're, you know, one of your relatives hung out with, you know, it can be anybody. I think that again, just violence on a whole, um, let me get my thoughts together. Just like bring it. Cause it, it's, it's, it's a lot. So the reason, the reason why I take a step back from it is because we're fighting culture. We're not even really, you know, there's the dialogue and the dialogue is great. I, I don't, I don't want to take away from that. And I know that I did in which, how I spoke it. It's just, instead of, we're, we're just talking about it. We're not doing anything about it. We're just talking about it. And so what's the purpose that we are really serving? Are we working towards something, but we're not, we're not. I have a question. Okay. What are you willing to do about it? Because when you say we, don't say we, say me, you. What are you willing to do about it? I'm, because what happens is you're, are you part of that situation where it's like, you know what? I'm not willing to do anything about it, so I don't want to talk about it. I'm just trying to understand where you're coming from with this. That's all. I actually want people to start taking accountability for themselves and stop looking out and blaming everybody else. But what happens is when you deal with the general population, it has to start from within. So it has to start with you. So everybody and I following. hold myself accountable. That's fine. But what are you doing about it? Because you're talking about what everybody else is not doing about it. What are you willing to do about it? I'm willing to. I, I'm just starting to. I, I, I'm starting to actually offer a different way to see things. I want, you know, and my not just a sorority girl is an, an actual organization that I'm going to be starting to push this self-awareness type of feeling because when we break up, 
we blame the other person. We never blame ourselves. We lose our job. We blame the job. We never blame ourselves. There's no self-accountability in a lot of these conversations. I hold myself accountable. I am probably 80% the reason why none of my relationships worked because I am a difficult bitch and I know that, but I'm willing to admit that, you know? And so if more people were willing to admit that they suck, we wouldn't suck because everybody would be able to grow together. But right now we're still trying to tear everybody. You know, if you make $60,000 a year, you're poor by society standard. No, by actual standards, you can't live in New York for $60,000. That's an actual fact. So that's not even a thing. Fuck social standards. You can't do it. You cannot do it. That was just a bad example. I'm, I, but I'm here I with you. I'd actually you. beg to differ because there's many of us that do survive on that and less. In New so, York? That's in New York. That's what New I just City, said. I can only speak to where I'm, I'm from. I can speak to somewhere else. I live in a, I live close to Apache Junction in Arizona, you know, yeah. and it's not that it's a low income type of environment, but I wasn't raised with money. So we learned how to navigate. You know, I am struggling right now because I built up my life based Mm -hmm. off of two incomes and then went to no income. So I'm having to readjust everything and learn what is a necessity. And so I think that it's probable and it can happen. It's just right now it's not feasible because there's no way that we can get ahead on what we're making. Versus you know, what the companies are wanting. Got you. You know what hurts my heart is the fact that we have to learn to live without. That That's what hurts my heart. So it's not the whole rat race of, of society. You got to look at the core of it. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, society, you got people on Instagram, you know, flashing cash. It's that and the third. We think we need to catch up. Motherfuckers just want to be part of my language. Motherfuckers just want to be comfortable. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want to worry about where my next meal is coming from. I don't want to worry about, you know, how I'm going to feed my kids. I don't want to worry about, you know, can I put gas in the car this week to get to where I need to go just to get by, which is work. You understand what I'm saying? So that's the that's the type of shit that hurts my heart. I understand that you came up with nothing. I came up with beyond nothing. Zero. My mom had me at 16. We lived in a shelter for um and this is all, you know, as per her story, because I wasn't, you know, I can't recall that, you know, um, but I can I can tell you that my mother definitely sheltered me from a lot of financial problems. So I wasn't fully aware of what the fuck was going on until, you know, uh, maybe nine, you know, which is right. pretty late. But. Um, yeah. It's it's hard. It is hard, you know, and I've heard my kids crying because I couldn't get their food. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I, my older kids and my younger kids, you know, so I have, I have that ownership. I, I, I am here because I made the steps to get here. Many people don't have that mentality. Like I'm not, looking out to the world and blaming the world because of my situation. And so that's the kind of energy that I want to present is I set myself up to kind of be here right now. And I recognize that I needed to minimalize my life because I was living beyond my means. Right. And so I got it. I had to be humbled 
And so now I recognize what I truly need versus a want. And I think that's what I want to encourage people to do, at least in, at least for me and my children. I mean, I can't really speak to the world, but that's the kind of voice I want to present is taking ownership because once you take ownership, everybody else is just fancy parsley. Everybody else is just what? Fancy parsley. Oh, okay. They're just, you know, they're, they're <laughs> decorations. Gotcha. <laughs> and you really are able to, to lean on yourself more. And so I had to re-fall in love with myself and it happened the day you triggered me. And I have, you know, Squish and I have been through our stuff. I'm not going to call him demon anymore because people really started to make me mad with connecting him to the devil. So I, um, you know, I just, I recognized who I am and that's just kind of what I've been trying to work through ever since. <laughs> But, yeah. <laughs> you know, with a lot of tears, of course, because why not? That's the hard part, is crying in front of people. You say crying in front of people? Yeah. It's only hard to cry in front of people when you give a fuck what people think. It's really I that do. simple. And at the end of the day, what I've come to realize is if you if you don't affect my life financially, then, you know what I mean, it's, it's not a... Um, especially outside of the bubble that we built, that we live in. Right. I mean, why do we care? And it's easy to say, but a lot of things lend to my personality with regards to that. And I am definitely that person. I am the cut off king. I do it just, be, you know what I mean? I, I don't care. Right. You know, and it took, a, it took, it's not something I was born with. You know, it, it did happen over time, but when situations happen and, you know, people disappear into the ether, you know, but then they're around when everything is good. You know, you tend to start to do that and you take a look in the mirror and you're like, hold up, that's not cool. And then when so-and-so did it, that wasn't cool. And I just started cutting motherfuckers off and started moving the way that I wanted to move and really didn't care what people thought of it because whether I was, whether I was up or down, pause, it was just going to be one of those things where it was literally just going to be me, you know, podcast including. Podcast and I've had like 13 hosts over five years, you know, and I know that, you know, there's mumblings and whispers and I don't give a fuck because I'll tell you this, the season that I'm currently in right now is the most, the most profitable and successful season I've had in five years. And that's six seasons, hands down. Hands down, the numbers are the numbers are crazy, and this is just based off of six episodes that I've had so far, which far eclipsed season like whole seasons that I've had in the past. And that was just from me buckling down, saying, "This is what I need. This is what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to do it," and then sticking to it. And then I had to pair it back, you know, and then like it all falls on my shoulders. You understand? Shout out right. to Bob. Shout out to my wife because. These were the cornerstones to me actually literally getting this done with these conversations and shit like that. I didn't mean to turn this into a podcasting thing, but, 
but it's definitely a podcasting thing. So I had an eye-opening moment when I had the conversation with you. When I started my season, what I did was like, I was like, all right, cool. This is what I'm going to do. It's just me. <laughs> just me doing this. So let me go. I actually had a co-host. Shout out to Jess. You know what I mean? I love her. I don't know why, whatever, but I love her still. So when I started off my season, I was like, I'm going to prepackage 10 episodes and then just push them out. And this, I just have to worry about the marketing behind it, right? Unfortunately, the first five or six episodes that I did, that was a learning experience because I don't have in five seasons, we don't do that guest. Like, I don't do guests. Mm-hmm. So it was built off of us, you know what I mean? And our personalities and our perspective. Now it was built off of me and my perspective on whomever I happen to bring into the conversation. So I had to scrap six episodes after I started. And the reason why I did that was because then my wife came along and she was like, I'm here. I could be your co-host. Now she was against being my co-host for years. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. She was like, that's what you do. That's not what I do. Blah, blah, blah. This, that, and the third. And it would come across on the mic as really dry. So it just never worked. But now, because, you know, she's a blogger or a budding blogger and stuff like that, and she's in the fashion and food and travel and all this other shit, I was like, it works just from a business sense, you know what I mean, with the with it being the brunch hour and stuff like that. Because we started out wanting to actually throw events or host brunches and stuff like that. And then I wouldn't have to rent an auditorium to do a live podcast. I'll just go have brunch somewhere and that's a live podcast. Ta-da. Anyway, so that whole thing, she did that whatever, whatever. And then when we sat down and we recorded the first episode, it was so natural, right? Because of course I revamped everything too, right? And shout out to just for like a lot of stuff. If you don't know, like, well, if you guys don't know, go follow Bless Jess. Like she is the most funny. It's like my sister from another mother, you know, she's a Leo too, fellow Leo. But, um, you know, she lent her voice to the, to the intros and you know, the segments and stuff like that. Um, anyway, getting back to the whole life thing, it was so natural. It was cool. Um, the first so, week we put... Just really quick. Yeah. I just want to tie this back into the first question. Oh, I which one? believe in intentionality or everything happens for a reason. And you just provided testimony to intentionality because your wife was not wanting to be a part of that, but you guys have grown over the years and now she felt comfortable and you guys are building this together. Yeah. Look at you podcasting. Anyway, (laughs) right. (laughs) Turn my whole tangent back into, I like that. And your your listeners really should should appreciate that because, yeah, there was a lot of heavy lifting right there with regards to what you just did because I'm all over the place. She sat down. It was um, it was phenomenal. So then we did another episode, right? And I pushed that out. Mind you, remember, at this point, I'm still sitting on 10 episodes that I can push out. Ten. I have an entire season ready to go. Thought I was ready to go. And, you know, the quality behind the first two episodes, I went back and tried to listen to the other, you know, the initial episodes and was like, I can't put this out. I can't put this out. I, I I can't. It's just it's trash. It was me in my attempt to actually do something great, right? And I'm I'm doing a disservice to the people that I had. Come on, like that's not a good showing for them. 
you know. And right now I'm actually in the yeah, my DMs is going crazy because I gotta send out some DMs. Like we can't, we got I need to do over. But um no, getting back to it though. The numbers are phenomenal. I'm not saying that to make myself feel good about whatever. I just feel like we found our lane. You Give know, we found our lane. Flowers. You earned it. Give yourself yeah, your flowers. I'm good. Because, again, like I said, the, the there is a core of people that I came up with um, that are constantly, like, in my DMs and, and, you know, lending me support, not just, you know, reposting what I've learned. I don't give a fuck if you repost it or not. Marketing falls on me. You understand what I'm saying? It all comes right. back to me. I don't give a fuck. Don't repost it. That's fine. But there are other intangible things that this core of friends, you know, that they do for me when they jump into my inbox and they, you know, let me lend me advice, you know, and shit like that. I'm not going to call them out because that's not what they do it for. You get me? Right. And I, I I appreciate that. And they've taught me how to be a better friend as far as like being because I used to be like over the top. I'd get in your inbox like, yo, you need to do blah, 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 this, that, and the third. Not everybody's ready to receive that. Me, on the other hand, I'm a good coach because I know how to be coached. <laughs> I, coach I'm going to say our first meeting, I wanted my feelings to be hurt. Like I even had a meeting after, you know, uh, I met with you. And mm-hmm. I I wanted to be upset, but I just couldn't. I couldn't mm-hmm. be upset because I literally asked for somebody to come in and be honest with me. And I do want conversations. I don't want that interview feel, you know, um, but you were the only person who was like, yeah, no, no, this, this isn't it. And I agreed with you, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then I had people, what happened? What happened? Nothing. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, like, what happened? Mind your fucking business. That's what happened. Yeah, like fucking they were wanting to make it into something, and and I was like, yeah. no, I'm Styles is amazing. Like I just like, and I'm just singing your praises still because you were honest with me. You weren't mean. You mm-hmm. weren't disrespectful. You didn't mm-hmm. come out of pocket. You just said, hey, you're better than what you're giving me right now. Yeah. And and that's why I request. Remember, I requested to be, you know, wholesome. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be good." But then when you showed up, I was like, "Wait a minute, right? <laughs> I'm not a pit bull. What happened? We, what happened? What are we doing?" And you it's know? and it's because I got distracted. Um, because I'm still learning the ins and out of this. I actually have another episode that I'm gonna do with Eric, and it's called Conflict or um, Content. Mm. Mm. Um, because. Damn, another fast forward button. I'm like, yeah, can I fast forward to this? Nah, um, <laughs> yeah, no. I feel like a lot of what happens with a lot of podcasters, though, is that they're so busy competing that they forget what they're supposed to be doing. You right. get what I'm saying? I'm not competing. I don't give a fuck what you're doing over there. I do recognize work and I do recognize hard work. Karen L that I had on the show. Mm-hmm. Hard worker. Hard work, uh, cookie from um, how you call it, dirty bag podcast. Hard worker, hard worker, and when I say that is because I appreciate motherfuckers pouring into their craft. 
You understand yeah. what I'm saying? She's pouring in her craft. So when I go through a story, she's at a convention for podcasts and this, that, and the third. And then when you show, like the quality shows through. So when she's actually doing um, Vibes podcast, hard workers. Like they switched it up. Like the aesthetic. I appreciate aesthetic. I do. That's just me. Because this is what I'm, you know, I don't want to buy a used car that you didn't detail. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the used car that you detail. I'm fine with it. You understand what I'm saying? It, it, we get around. We do some things. But these people, these, these, this is like my inspiration. You know what I mean? Uncle Dolomite. You know what I mean? Um, how you call it? I can go on and on. Like, and I and I reach out to these people and I tell them, like, yo, I see you. That shit is inspiring. Dolly you know, is another person that I want to oh, bring yeah, back. For sure. For um, sure. I think you Absolutely. 100%. You know, I, I just, I, I'm not a, I am actually really happy with the first episodes I put out because that was my introduction yeah. in every episode. There's a different personality. You guys got to see different pieces of me and that's kind of who I am. Like I, I probably am not the same person every day. And so it was a great introduction to that. And then I kind of just had a mental breakdown and had to take care of life. It happens. It happens. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, I'm so appreciative. And even though I've kind of not stepped into the circle that I thought I was going to be in for myself, I recognize I'm still progressing. And right. so I am very selective now on who I'm bringing into my fold because I, when you put out a word that you need help and nobody responds, that really humbles you really fast. So. <laughs> nah, when you say put out a word, how'd you do it? I actually, I've typed it. I've actually had a video and I was like, look, I'm in a really bad situation right now. I don't, I'm not going to do a live. I have an open DCS case right now from lies, but it's just. Yeah, all right. So it is the thing. I think that uh, your method, you know, you shouldn't lead any credence to the fact that nobody reached back to you. Um, <laughs> I will be honest, like it, it, it appeared that you was in a pretty dark space. But in my mind, in my social media mind, I'm like, people don't do that. Like if something happened to me, would I go on live and just be like, do I need? No, because y'all don't matter first. You might be second, but you don't matter first. You get what I'm saying? So if I'm going to reach out, I'm reaching out to something that's tangible. That's intangible. I can't touch and feel that. You know what I mean? What are you going to do for me for real? I don't need words of encouragement. That's what church is for, I guess. I don't know. But at the end of the day, no, I need somebody. I, I just feel like I keep getting this fucking table. I feel like you, um, your method was wrong. So you shouldn't feel bad about that at all. Now, if you reach out to a close friend that you went to high school with and then that person rebuffed you. That's a different story. But you're talking about you made a video, you put it on social media, ain't nobody. Okay. My family told me that to they told me to stop posting my depressing shit. I think that you should. I mean, I don't all right, time out. I'm not gonna tell you what to post, what not to post. I, I know that I definitely muted it because I'm like if I'm up and I first thing I see is I'm like, nah, I can't do that today. I'm not even gonna hold you like that. That shit was like, and it because it was just back to back to back to back. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm good because it's real. I, I understand. It's real. I am not. Hey. So that you. So what? <laughs> what frustrates me is nobody recognizes that 
I'm not doing this willingly. Like I have always kept my tears behind closed doors. And every time I'm being pulled to do this, and I don't care if anybody believes me, this is actually you what's mean, happening. You mean, I'm sorry, what? My platform is healing out loud. So right. everything I do is out loud. So if I'm hurting, it's out loud. If I'm happy, it's out loud. It's all part of that. And so it's real life for me. Every so, day, something new is happening. And the only way that, and I'm here by myself all day. So the only mm -hmm. interactions I have are people online. And so when I'm sharing this, I post it and I forget about it. And I don't even know it's there. But well, I- how, Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. How is that helping? And the reason why I asked that question is this, right? Because you're saying you're posting it because you're upset. You're, this, this, this. That's fine. Like, for instance, if it were any of my kids and they were posting that, boom, boom, immediately I'm having a conversation with them. Immediately. You get what I'm saying? Because they need to know that they're loved. They need to know that they have a safe space. And they need to know that, you know what I mean, we're going to fix this, whatever it is. Now, I don't know you. Right. I don't know you, but I follow you. Based off of maybe a post that I've seen, you know, that evoked some type of emotion. And then I was like, oh, I'm there. You know, let me see. Now, I'm on this constant trail of depression. I'm like, I don't know you. Somebody needs to. I'm never. There's never an upside to it. And it went on for a little while. So there was never an upside to it. So mind you, I get up. Maybe I couldn't pay my rent yesterday. You understand what I'm saying? I'm fucked up. Now I'm scrambling. And the first thing I see is that. And I'm like, mm, this is not what I need today. I'm going to pass, you know, I understand the platform, but at the same time, no, I'm not telling you how to run your business, but where's the upside to it? You understand? It can't rain forever. So, but you recognize that you're telling me to pretend. So I'm being no, no, honest. No, no, no. no I, hold I, on, I, hold on. You, but if there's, if I'm, if I'm not up, I can't be up. So if my daughter's dad is dying of cancer and I have to deal with that every day, I don't right. know that I can be super happy. My daughter's father hasn't seen his daughter in over two months. I don't know that I can be happy. He mm -hmm. hasn't been able to help me. There's a lot going on. So I'm not putting it all out there, but it's, it's weight. It does weigh on you. But when I flip and I do <laughs> it without fail, something will just come and just knock me right down again. And I don't, for me, intentionality there's something I haven't learned. So I have to keep repeating the lesson. And right. so I'm trying to learn the lesson, but I'm by myself. I don't have family to say, hey, come here, I'll be your safe space. I am Talitha. I have my daughters right. that live with me. That's it. I can't so go to my daughter and talk to her about my problems. Understood. And, you know, and I, and I definitely... I definitely feel bad about that. You know, I don't want you to, um, I don't want anybody to be in that space at all. So are you, rather than me just assuming, are you like building a community around yourself to build, you know, that type of support system? Is that what's happening? Is that Absolutely. what the effort is for? Okay. I want a little house on the prairie type of community where we help each other. If I, if I need a tomato, and you've got a tomato, I'm going to give you a cucumber for your tomato. You know, I, tomato, I, I like that. That was cute. That is because <laughs> we say tomato, but whatever. Go ahead. You know, I want to build that kind of thing. So 
I have to build trust. And like you stated, you don't know me. How do you get to know me over the over the computer? You don't. So I'm sharing. I'm I'm going super raw with right. all these people. And then as I start to build, we're growing too. And right. and I celebrate that as you stated. I say we, I never say me. You know, I I do this kind of stuff where it's a community. And that's mm. what I'm working towards. Is it going to be all solid right now? Absolutely not. But mm. truth is in the pudding because I will get muted and I know I get muted. However, I can't stop doing no, it. No, I'm not. Listen, again, you're, you're not. Somebody's going to see one of my videos and not kill themselves. Okay. And I'm a very cynical person, but I'm going to swallow that pause. I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> not not my okay. Because this is the thing. No, no, no. My because words. this is the thing. What you're saying is this, right? So you're, if you're talking about if you're talking about suicide, right? Because and I'm only speaking on the fact that I've had people come to me and already shared that with me. That's fine. So if you're, if you're talking about that, like with regards to me, I'm looking for you know, sunlight on the horizon. Cause remember it's dark, but if right. I'm on your page and everything is so depressed, I can't, I can't pull myself out of the spiral cause you're in a death spin. So I was just trying to figure it. And just from a business standpoint, because of already, if you've gotten people that have already done it, you know what I mean? Cool. But you, know, you can't just, get to I, the I don't understand. How do we, how do we get there? Like who, how does that stop somebody from, feeling the way that they feel if they come on and you you're you're yourself spiraling so what i'm asking is this when you're doing it that thing right there's no there wasn't like a positive something at the end of it you get what i'm saying and that's what was leaving me kind of like i can't do this every day so you realize that, so that that's a conditioned mindset because for me I'm just not not for you. I'm just saying in general. No, no, no. Be specific. Hold on, stop, stop. Be specific. I can't deal with the generalities if it's just two people on it. Let's be specific. I'm talking about so, me because I'm trying to grow. I can't grow if you're talking about everybody else. Okay, so let's say that you and I were speaking, and we're yes. you. You see my post, and I'm always depressed, right? Mm -hmm. You have to sit in the darkness. That's my message. In order to get the lesson, you have to sit in those emotions. You have to be in that darkness. And sometimes it takes longer than others. So I'm that person who's going to be okay sitting with you in the dark. So if you come to me and you say, I want to unalive myself, I'm not going to, mm -hmm. oh my God, I need a 5150 you. Hey, what's going on? Okay, let's look at this. Let's break down everything around you mm -hmm. because people have ugly thoughts. And so if you see somebody that's welcoming and understanding of these dark thoughts, you're going to have less fear of being judged. Many people don't go to therapy because if they share their true thoughts, they would get in trouble based mm -hmm. off a societal standard of what's acceptable. And that's not okay. And so my thing is to create that safe space because I, I'll be honest. I went to Eric. Eric asked me, he said, how are you doing? I said, I don't want to, I want to die. Mm -hmm. Eric didn't panic. He didn't do anything. He's like, all right, you know, we got this. And mm -hmm. that's what I needed. He didn't panic that I was going to go attempt something because he knew I wasn't. I was just in that emotion. And right. so if you see it's okay to be in that emotion, somebody else will be okay in that emotion and know that they can come through it. 
because if you see, I still have videos. It'll be like five minutes where I'm like super happy for a second and then yeah. something will make me cry again. You can know, I, but that's just life. Can I tell you just from a listener standpoint, you know, me as a, uh, a listener and a fan, that that wasn't what I got from that. Because I've definitely wanted to unalive myself on several occasions. And I'll be honest with you, bumping into that, because you said that you went to Eric. So, yeah, you know, and Eric is, and, and as far as social media standards, is a personal friend. You get what I'm saying? So I don't, again, like I said, I don't know you. And I'm going through it. And I turn on, I, I start scrolling and I bump into that. All right, cool. We're going to try again tomorrow. Then I'll bump into it again for a week straight. That's not helping me. And you're telling, and it's not even, and this is the thing, the way that you just explained it, perfect. That's exact, but that's not the message that you, when I look at that, that's not what I'm getting. It's kind of like a can of soda, right? The energy drinks, it says energy on it, but then you realize this shit is really no good for you. Well, to be fair, it's also hard to constantly be in a position to see others posting about how I'm not going to do anything unless I'm getting something for it. And so mm -hmm. it, it, everything is convoluted. So it's, there's, I'm never going to be uh, succinct in every connection that I make, mm -hmm. but not my market may not necessarily be you because mm -hmm. you are of a tougher caliber. So mm -hmm. you would need, I'm just I'm just somebody that needs to understand it. I don't I'm not tougher at all. I feel like what happens is when people fall short on the explanation part of it, I can't be a part of it. That's where I'm at with it. It has nothing to do with, you know, what I mean, if if you have a commercial, the goal in 15 seconds is to tell people what you do, how you do it and how it actually improves their life. And social media works the same way. And I feel like I'm not I'm not tough at all. I'm I'm lazy. I'm fucking super duper lazy, right? So when you miss the mark with me, you know what I mean? Like the shit kind of missed the mark until you just explained it. Now I get it. And now I can look at it. I'm looking at it from a different perspective because I can't unsee or unhear what you just said and without applying it to what you were doing. But what I'm saying is that there's nothing wrong with you doing what you were doing. I think that the way in which you were pushing it out though, it just needed to be reworked a little bit. And I noticed people looking at it like, yo, Styles, you full of shit, shut the fuck up. And I don't care. I'm just telling you how I received it. You understand what I'm saying? And if I'm lying, that's cool. We can. I'm open to a conversation. I'm, I'm here for the conversation. And, I'm a and a lot of my times that I post, it's because I'm lonely. And that's okay. my biggest, that's my biggest trigger is if I'm alone with my thoughts, then I release them so those right. videos are me releasing that energy so i don't hold on to it because then the darkness isn't so dark you know mm. because i i don't have that same pressure and so right. i can't necessarily articulate that in a three minute video where i'm like sobbing but i can put something over the screen i'll start doing that this is Before a you, situation you're, you're missing you're missing my point completely no i you know, i get it I get it. I do. I really understand. And you're right. It just it just looks like me just crying out to the world. It's missing context. That's all. Like if this is you, I hear you. You're going through something, and you just want to bleed out into the world. 
you know, this is what I'm going through. That's fine. But you can't in the same breath say that this is supposed to save somebody. This ain't saving nobody. This ain't saving no. Now we just became a clique. Now we're a crew. You're sad. I'm sad. Everybody's sad. There's no solution. We're just sad. We're just going to wallow in it. And this is what I was getting from it. You get what I'm saying? There was no context. It wasn't like, you know, in the beginning of the video, like, yo, this is a trigger warning, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. It wasn't like you put the shit in the captions, like, listen, we'll get through. It wasn't none of that. It wasn't none of that. So now it was left up to interpretation. Right. So I'm like, who is this saving for real? Who are we saving? I understand. <laughs> and, but I, I also, in, I don't know how to ask for help. I don't know. So when I'm putting all this stuff out there, yeah. I just put it out there because I have not asked for help. Right. I had to survive and figure it out on my own. You know, my biggest worry right now is my cell phone's being turned off because I still pay my ex-boyfriend's cell phone because he needs it for doctor visits. So, mm. it's, you know, and that's the right thing to do. And that, that's where my pressures and those. Right. So I have all this stuff. And so when you guys see that, it could have been something as simple as I ran out of liquid for my cigarette thing. And then everything is just all fucked. I am just sad. And it's just all over the place. And yeah, yeah. it's that simple for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I get it. You don't need that cigarette thing anyway. Okay. <laughs> the fuck? But I yeah. actually want to say I am really excited because I've had you for over an hour and we've had a solid conversation and it's actually been a really good conversation. <laughs> Yeah. And I know that you like to keep your shows around 40 minutes. So <laughs> listen, I hate when people tell me, listen, this is the thing. However long you go is however long you go. Don't worry about me. I agreed to sign up. I signed up to show up. So if you got me here, I'm I'm excited to be here. You know, however long or short it is. So it's not even that. Don't throw the time on me. I do like to keep my shows around. And actually, it's it's an hour because it is the brunch hour. So we try to stay within an hour, but that's only because it's in the namesake. So right. I'm funny like that. <laughs> but I am glad that you got to see a different perspective of me, you know, so you can have a better understanding of kind of what I'm trying to do. Even though it's a haphazard mess, my family calls me chaos. Um, chaos surrounds me. And regardless of how it starts, I can honestly say I always land the finish so it's just not the prettiest of dives <laughs> i hear you i mean shit i guess the key is just to land on both feet right yeah. <laughs> right and i mean i've lost so much weight i you know i actually am starting to look in the mirror and be like damn girl you look good today not have right. no makeup on or nothing like that so i'm trying to start bringing that to the focus too um, mm -hmm. it's a little bit harder for me to celebrate myself <laughs> mm -hmm. and brag on myself. Um, so that's something that I'm working on too. Got but you. <laughs> as I say that, I do have a segment, as you know, that ends the last part of my show. A seat and... Normally, I'm a, I would say something like, Styles, you're amazing. What you are putting out is fun, and it's entertaining, and it's what is needed right now. That's kind of what I normally would say. But 
what I'm going to say is I am very, very honored that God placed you in my life because I really, really did grow from just that simple conversation. And I truly believe intentionality. I made sure to come and tell you just how much I appreciated you. And I have stayed telling you, <laughs> you know, because I just feel it's important to always let people know how important they are to you. And as you stated, you don't know me, but you have made a significant impact on my life and I'm forever grateful for that. And so that is today's goddess seat. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I definitely I, appreciate it. And so I know that um, typically people say, tell us where you, they can find you. <laughs> Uh, was that my cue or? That is your cue. Okay. It just sounded like you were acknowledging the fact that other people do it. Um, <laughs> yes, they can find myself and my lovely wife at the Brunch Elbow podcast um, on IG. It's uh, the Brunch Pod. No, it's, I don't know, on Twitter, whatever. And Twitter's no longer Twitter. Twitter's X anyway, so who gives right. a fuck? Um, you can also find my wife on Flights, Fashion, and Foods on the gram. Uh, we do have an, uh, a YouTube page. And the YouTube page is search the Brunch Hour Podcast. You'll find it. Um, yeah, so uh, that's where you can find us, right? And shout outs to um, Bob from Let Me Touch You Podcast. You know, that woman has been behind me like the wind forever. So I can't leave that out. Good, good. So next week, on Unhinged While Anchored will be Ho Ho and a Lady, where I am going to talk about difficulties being a woman in today's society and some of the difficulties that we women place on men. And I just want to appreciate you again, Styles, for coming and visiting me. For everybody else, thank you so much for waking up today. I love you and be nice. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs>